Hello, this is Mick from Manifest Simplicity. Just a quick reminder that this month's monthly challenge, March Memories, is well underway. We are four days in now, which means we have deleted one, three, six, plus four, ten pictures. Um, we've deleted ten pictures already, and you should have seen some people posting their favorite memories from their photo libraries. If you do want to join in with the monthly challenges for the rest of the year, please do sign up on the website. If you had to head to manifestsimplicity.com, enter your email on the homepage, and we'll be sure to email you when the next monthly challenge begins. Right, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to Manifest Simplicity, where we discuss intentional living, minimalism, and searching for meaning in a world obsessed with more. I'm Mick. I'm Craig. And together we run a website called manifestsimplicity.com. We post essays, short thoughts, recommendations, and our rules for living a more meaningful life. What are we looking at on today's episode, Craig? Today, we're going to be looking at giant tortoises and their ability to retain sperm. (laughs) (laughs) I I hadn't read this before until now. How to get a strike whilst bowling and not post it on Instagram, and how to win at D and D. What's D and D? We don't know what D and D. Dungeons and Dragons. Um, <laughs> so you play Dungeons and Dragons, don't you? I do. I smite many a dragon. <laughs> it's completely outside of my it's understanding. To, I don't even have dragons. They're not even in it. They, what? Are, they can be in it, but they're not. It's like, oh, let's call it Colin McRae's rally, and you don't do any driving. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's basically it. That's insane. So there's no um, dragons in dungeons. Are there any dungeons? There are. There, there can be dragons in it. Okay. But there aren't at the starting levels. Wait, hold on. It's a board game, right? No. It's yeah, a... But- it's a it's a, it's a role-playing oh, game. It's a role-playing. Yeah. An, R- so an RPG. An RPG. So, my friend Adam is the DM. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Dungeon Master. Don't just assume people will know what a DM, because that's, di- that's a direct message in the real it world. Is a, he is the direct message, uh, and he basically writes the story for us to play. Uh, and we, amongst the round the table, we just chat what our characters would do, what we don't do. He basically role-plays the scenario for us, and we just are within it. It's like playing Skyrim, but... Straight again, again, straight up. You've never head. played old school. I've never so played I, a video game. Oh, okay, it's a lie. I've played Crash Team Racing. That is being remastered and I can't wait. I've played a few games of FIFA. Okay. That's like a football, fo- soccer, the, for, so- the the soccer sports game. Yeah, it's a soccer sport game where they kick the round, where the the red, round thing the, into the goal hole. The red team have to score against the sometimes the blue team. Yeah. Um, so I um, don't really do video games. I played Halo. Oh, yeah, I forgot that you played Halo. Shout out to B32, Battalion 32, the clan from back in the day. Um, All of the Harrow Massive. (laughs) Harrow Massive. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't very massive. We were just idiots who thought we were very good at Halo. Um, But yeah, I've never really played it, so Dungeons and Dragons sounds very interesting. Yeah, it's a bit fun. There's a... um, I I was really sceptical about playing it because I was like, this is going to be turbo nerdy. 
but it actually isn't. I Me and my friends, we had a good laugh. It's a good re. It's a good excuse for us all to get together and just have a laugh for a day. Can I? Can I um, write a scenario for your group? Nope. Why? Because that's not how it works. It's an ongoing, forever of developing story. Can I get in touch with your DM and sure? Why not? Help him write a scenario that's about to happen. Absolutely fine with me. Okay. Sick. I'm. Be, I'd be quite excited to do that. You probably would actually. You lot. Be prepared. It's going to be like an episode of Black Mirror. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Um, shall we kick off with our favourite three questions? Yes. Would you like to answer or ask? Wait. Wait. Whose turn is it? Flowers came out last week. So whose turn is it to answer questions? It doesn't matter. Do you want to go or do you want to not go? You go. I'll answer or I'll ask. Oh, it is your turn. Okay. It is your turn. I remember. Hit me. So... Boop, boop. What is something that made you extremely angry this week? Now I can tell by your face that you're proper prepared for this. So I've I'm written them down. Good stuff. If I've written them down, if you can't see, you can't see because we're the only two in the room. We are. You can't see, but I've written them down in, in my notes. In your notes. Yes. Yeah. So I've got two things that made me a little bit pissed off. Oh. Um, one, I got a bit ill. You know that kind of like summer spring cough that everyone's had. Yes. And it's a bit like, <clears throat> and it's a bit weak and horrible. But some... It's not enough to debilitate you, but it's enough to frustrate. Yes, I've had that. Okay. Which I kind of gave myself by sleeping with the window open. Oh, right, okay. That just made me... Now people are going to feel less sorry for you. Yeah, but it was my fault. <laughs> um, that's annoying. And also, I didn't do too well with the last week of Frugal February. No, you didn't. No. I've heard. Yeah. Do you know who dubbed you in? Don't say it. <laughs> my man... <laughs> <laughs> the man with the plan. The, the man with the plan. <laughs> the, the motivational, motivational man. man. Anton. Anton. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So this is what happened. I got sick. I went to London and I was kind of ill and horrible the whole time I was there. And my mum was like, look, you don't eat enough fruit and vegetables. Um, you're doing this stupid thing where you've not got any money. <laughs> so um, go and get some healthy fruit based drink some like juice to like boost your immune immune system while you're ill and i did and i got a cookie at the same time to make myself feel better oh um and then the day after because i was ill i was just like i got home and i wanted to go to bed so i didn't prep a meal for the next day so i had to buy a boots meal deal instead but you bought a cheap you didn't go all out no i bought the minimum you can get on the meal deal which is like a sandwich a drink and a snack Boom. and it was like three 49 or something, however much the Boots meal deal is. Um, so yes, I didn't go all... I mean, Frugal February was not about um, hard and fast rules about how to spend your money. It was about like being a bit more aware of how you're spending your yeah, money. Yeah, like... And I think it's definitely worked. We've had... I, I mean, I definitely have. Have had people coming up and saying, oh, I was... And you've done this to me, actually. I was in the queue or I was about to buy myself a coffee and thought... Oh, I'm supposed to be a bit more intentional about how I'm spending my money this month and have them not bought the so, thing that they would have wasted money on. I almost caved the other day. Ooh. And I was with Ryan. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't bring a dessert with me for work. Like, I, I was lunch. there. No, no, you weren't there. I point. heard the aftermath of this, though, I think. Potentially. And I was like, oh, I really want one of those Praline cookies from Prep. Oh, those so things are so good. I went to walk in and the bakery counter was empty. So I was like, it's a sign. Yeah, boy. So, um, if you are a prep fan or if you just want free coffee and free snacks, 
Um, if you go up to the people in Pret and you look a bit sad and they ask you how your day is and you say, you know what, it's not going great. Basically, the people who work at Pret have a quota of free drinks and free food that they can give out each day. Mm. So if you go there and you're really nice to the staff and then you get to know them, or you put on a sad face, you can potentially... <laughs> Guilt them if you a free coffee. Potentially get yourself a nice free beverage or a free cookie. And the Praline cookie, I know, is your favourite. It, I love it. You you love it as well. You I, actually intentionally bought the last one once when we were in the queue together, so I couldn't have one. Yeah, that's the kind of person I am. Mm. Um, I bought it to give to you. But I don't think you gave it. To Did you. I eat it? You ate it. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I get food in my hand, I go into autopilot. I can't be. I can't be controlled. That's fair. That's fair. So Mick, tell me now something that made you extremely happy, or elated, or delighted this week. I've got four. Ooh, you're allowed one. Okay, well, I'm so, going to roll them all into one. All right. Um, <laughs> hacks, life hacks. <laughs> That's it. If you want to know how to turn four points into one, listen to the next 30 seconds of this podcast. You ready for this? <laughs> the weather is beautiful again. It is. It has the been great. The sun was all the way out today. It was. It was wonderful. I wore sunglasses. Double digits all day. It was great. Um, because the weather was so good, has been so good, mm. I was able to spend the entire day with Luca... Who's my four-year-old? He was off school because uh, it's half term, mm. and um, Ezra was at nursery because he had it booked, so he just went. Otherwise, it's a waste of our money. Exactly. Um, so he went to nursery, and I had Luca all day. It was sick, and we went hiking, and we went swimming, and we cooked together, and it was badass. Boom, daddy time. Exactly, daddy time was sick. Um, we also had just got back. This is the third of four points being rolled into one. We had just got back from London, mm. where I went home to see my parents. But when you go home to see your parents and you don't live with your parents, it is often stressful seeing your parents. Um, so it was good to go to London, but also like it does build oh, up this like angst. Yeah, because you're in charge of your life when you live on your own, and then when you go back home, you're kind of like back under your parents' rules for a couple of days. Um, it was great, but it is also nice to. Spend some time on your own. So me and Luca did that, which was great. And I've discovered my new favorite app. Oh, oh, this is the app you showed me the other day. It's so good. Okay, so it's called Mood Rise. Mood Rise. Right, I'm going to, I think I screenshot it. To... Rise the mood. Right, so what it does, where's my screenshot? Where's my screenshot? I can't find my screenshot. Um, let's just open the app. It's called Mood. It's called Mood Rise, and it's still in beta. So it's like uh, what that means that it's they're still testing it for all you nerds. <laughs> so Mood Rise, um, the the company that makes it, specialise in digital therapeutics, Ooh. tools, techniques, and technology engineered to help counter or combat anxiety and address the earliest signs of depression. So basically, what it is is. You have like a load of different plans, which are like 10 day, 10 activities long, right? I'm on day three of confidence. I am on day two of energy. I am on day two of focus. So I didn't think you needed more energy. I definitely don't need more energy. Okay. But what it does is basically you, you click on it and it shows you a, like a, um, a kind of reel of if you say if you're doing the calm one, which is one mm. of the other options, it would show you like a calming video. And it'd be like, watch this for 10 seconds. And you hold your button down and it shows you, it plays the video. And if you let go, it stops. So you have to like be active in holding the button. So you watch the video and it keeps you very calm. And then on the next one, it shows you one of those like really satisfying cut gifts Ooh. where it cuts something. And then it will on the, maybe on the next screen, it will be like, 
right, concentrate on your breathing for three minutes and you hold the button down and you'll breathe for three minutes and it calms you down. And then you go through the, the whole reel of pictures and images and activities. And at the end, you then give yourself a rating of how you feel. Okay. And it then maps it out like a stock chart. Ooh. So over the course of your mood rise journey, you're mapping out how you feel. And then you can see how your kind of mood has changed based on what you're, uh, how you're I really like the idea on the connection one that you told me about. Yes. Tell everyone about so that. I, that was interesting. The connection one, day one on connection, one of the things it makes you do is it says, right, take five minutes and text someone who you really care about. Sick. Sent a little text. That was cool. Um, take five minutes and call someone who you've been meaning to call. Sick. Ring someone. Hi. What's going on? How's it going? Awkward conversation. Awkward, awkward forced conversation by this app. <laughs> uh, okay, love you. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Um, but at the end, I was like, oh, I had been meaning to call that person. So it was good. Felt better for doing it. Exactly. So mood rise. I'm giving it away, like as a little bit of a, as a bit of a like sneaky, because no one else is using it yet, um, and they're still in beta, and I don't think very many people have downloaded it. But if you want something to kind of track your mood and also to try and keep yourself a little more happy that's the best place to go mood rise the app it was wonderful mood rise mood rise Sick. cool and who do you want to give a shout out to this week two shout outs again oh god <laughs> <laughs> one shout out is a very quick one mr ryan rose who took photos of us mr the other day. ryan rose um who took photos of us the other day he if you if you want to imagine what ryan rose looks like just go back to like a 90s lost profits lead segment. he looks like he looks a bit like he's in lost profits or he looks like um, like a 90s Matt Except Hardy. Except doesn't fiddle kids. He doesn't touch any kids. Um, he looks like, like a 90s Matt Hardy. So if you go back to like ah, WWE yes. pictures of Matt Hardy, that's a little bit what Ryan I think in the show notes, like. when I do them, I'm going to link a picture of Matt Hardy and a picture of Ryan. I don't know if you can put a picture of Ryan on the internet without asking him. I'm going to ask him, depending on what he says, it's going up. Okay, sick. Um, so, Ryan, thank you for taking pictures of us. Thanks, if, Ryan. If you're seeing pictures of us on the internet, they look like they were taken by someone who actually knows what they're doing. Um, they weren't by Ryan. They, they, were <laughs> they were taken by Ryan. So, thank you for your help. And Charlie Dark. So, I think you had a third shout-out. Was it to Anton? It was to Anton. <laughs> okay, I lent Anton David Goggins's new book, which is called Can't Hurt Me, which I read and felt like Anton was the perfect man to have it. Although he's one of the most motivated people on the entire yeah, he doesn't need already. more motivation. Um, but I lent him that book. Um, David Goggins's uh, motto is he wants to be uncommon among uncommon people, Ooh. which is exactly what Anton's all about. Like even in a world of people who are excelling and who are doing really, really good, he wants to be one above everyone else because he's just so motivated to do so. Um, so I lent that book to Anton and then hopefully he'll lend it on to someone else and someone else and someone else and someone else and someone else. Um, Charlie Dark. Yes, hit me up. He posted something on Instagram this week um, that I thought was really, really cool. Um, basically, he has just become a yoga teacher in the last couple of years. Oh, nice. Which is cool. Um, he started a massive crew called Run Them Crew, which is a giant running, like a cool running club in London and now all over the world. And he's a bit of a celeb in the running and activity world. Um, he trained to be a yoga teacher, qualified, and now is getting bookings to go and teach yoga all over the place. Which and is this guy's your friend, right? He's my, well, I wouldn't say he's a friend. Um, we've met up a couple of times. Uh, we've like known each other online for a long time. Okay. He has written something that's coming out on the website. Yes, he has. he has. Yes. So he, I interviewed him about um, 
changing trajectory and um, about kind of, yeah, like if you're, if you want to take on something new, what are the things that stop you and what are the best practices for, for moving forward? Um, so that will go up on the website. It's called Uphill. Um, that'll go up on the website at some point in the near future. But he posted this thing. A, a, um, a festival tried to book him to do come and teach a yoga class, right? Right, right. And because he's a little bit of an internet celeb and because he's a like super cool guy, he said, cool, yeah, would love to. Um, this is how much I charge. And they said, uh, well, we're not going to be able to pay you. We're, we were just basically thinking you could do it for like exposure. It would be good exposure for your brand. And he was like, bruh, I don't need exposure for my brand this is how much I'm worth. If you're not willing to pay, then you don't get me. Um, and he has posted it on his Instagram. So if you want to go to see it on Instagram, you go to Daddy Dark RDC, which is his handle on Instagram. And it's this story called Know Your Worth. Um, it's just a picture of him doing a hilarious face. And he said, the face I made when the well, when the well-known, well, well-known well-being festival asked me to teach three yoga classes for free whilst charging people 22 quid to enter and not offering me guest lists for my community or any offer to cover my expenses. And then he just goes off on these people saying like, like, as I tell my students, knowing your worth is not plucking big fancy numbers from the sky, but actually knowing what an employer gets from you as a fee for employing you. Like, it was amazing to see someone who is such a big kind of name in, the, in that world taking a stand against the kind of free internship or the like do it for exposure culture, which is kind of a bit, which is super dangerous, I guess. And also damaging <clears throat> to people who kind of want to go and do creative things. So shout out Charlie Dark you did a great thing for us, for yourself and for a festival that should pay people to go and well, work there. Well done, Charlie Dark. Good. Well, little... well done. Yeah. Sick. Cool. So, good, 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 good news. Right, good news. Who's going first? I will go. You have talked a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That was a... So, Mick, who do you want to give a shout out to? So, my good news is a little tasty treat. So, for anyone that's ever watched King of Queens with the funny man in. Um, he, I first recognised him from that. I think he plays his cousin. Okay. Uh, I can't remember what he's called. Then. I'm not sure if I've ever seen King of Queens, you know. Oh, it's 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 one of those old ones that gets rinsed and repeat, repeated with like Ray Romano. Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Yeah. Uh, Frasier. Uh, it's, it's generally on before all of those for some reason. I don't know why it's like the starting lineup for those. Did you know that Kelsey Grammer used to get 1.2 million per episode? So? Yeah, that is insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the dog, but, dog used to get paid that much as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Patton Oswalt is is basically the the gentleman who plays the cousin in that. He was also in a few other things. I think he was in Blade Trinity. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So so recently, I think there was the unexpected passing of his wife. Uh, oh. It was about a month or so ago, or like a couple of months ago. And uh, he's made like a name for himself a lot recently off screen. Um, about being really compassionate and opening up about his... Because it, it was quite an unexpected passing as well. Like, I don't think they saw it coming. I've not looked much into it. Okay. Um, but he engaged in conversations about like his depression and being a dad after his wife's death mm. and things like that. And people really connected to it and were like, wow, this guy's incredible for opening up so much and being like 
I'd say famous. Yeah. Not like Hollywood, like super Hollywood famous, but like quite famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people know him and recognize him. People know me. Um, and apparently he tweeted back uh, against one of Donald Trump's tweets. Um, and someone... Like a, a a troll, I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to this person as a troll. Basically, commented back on him and just said, "I just realised why I was so happy you died in Blade Trinity, and you shoot basketball like the sword off little sick man you are." And wow, do you know what Patton Oswalt did though that made this such a good news story? Like he replied, he he rather than have this petty back and forth, back and forth that Twitter's well known for. Twitter is very good if you want to have an argument. Yeah, like it's just tweet. Because tweet, you hide tweet, behind tweet, your little tweet. handle. You don't have to use Keyboard your- Keyboard warrior. You don't have to use your real name like Facebook. No. Like in, if, you, if you're horrible to someone on Facebook, they can go through, they, they, they have your name <laughs> they right They know there. who you are. They like, can find they've you. They've probably got your date of birth, where you live. Where you work. Where you work. Who your girlfriend is, Whether your it's complicated or you're single. <laughs> it's complicated. It's always complicated. Spoiler, it's always complicated always and uh, rather than a, like like an endless flurry of insults um they oswald decided to dig a little bit deeper and came up with this tweet basically he says oh man this dude attacked me on twitter and i joked back but then i looked at his timeline and he's in a lot of trouble health wise i'd be pissed off too he's dealt with some shitty cards let's deal him some good ones click here and donate just like i'm about to and basically, this guy has recently been suffering a lot with like sepsis uh, and potentially like a coma, I think, and set like a GoFundMe for some support and stuff like that. And okay. Patton Oswalt, rather than fight this guy and become another troll back, yeah, he's decided to get people to donate and like support this guy, basically. Wow. Um, and loads of people have responded to it and like supported this guy and everything like that. Uh, apparently, his name is. I had Ooh, it up. We're going to out him on the podcast. Well, his name's Michael Beatty. Okay. Uh, he's a Vietnam veteran. Oh. Um, and was really taken back about the what Oswald had done for him. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was just really taken back by it and didn't expect it. Yeah. Even in the slightest. It's like kill him, kill him with kindness kind of thing, isn't it? Which is very interesting because Twitter's not known for that. Yeah. It's on Twitter if someone gets into. I mean. I've been off Twitter for a very long time, and we've only just got it back for to promote this website. Uh, yeah, this I can say I never used it personally properly. Um, I used it personally a lot, um, and it's very, very good if you want to have an argument with someone. Right. And it's very easy to just tweet back going, mew, 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 horrible, yeah, horrible, because you want to get so many characters, so it's just like yeah, you, argument, it, argument, it, argument, it argument. It forces <laughs> you to be your harshest self. Oh, uh, because you only have so many characters. Because you have to. You can't articulate a really nuanced point with sub clauses and asterisks and all this kind of stuff that you would do if you were putting together a reasoned argument it's much easier to just go you're a dickhead <laughs> yeah than it is to put together a reasoned argument i know about, why you're a dickhead about because that, about why that other person is wrong yeah it's much easier just to insult than it is to yeah like put together but a, then naturally like a, someone's obviously then going to come back at you so by doing yeah. what he's done he's just completely changed that yeah and apparently the guy's goal was five thousand dollars Mm -hmm. uh, Oswald donated 2,000 himself and then a few more hours later his followers pushed it over to 12,000 wow now I'm not imagining all of those followers donated up like a couple of grand themselves I'm imagining there was quite a few small donations yeah. that took it over that massive massive amount yeah that's crazy um, and as of writing this article so this was about a month ago the GoFundMe had raised 13,000 roughly 
Um, and BT responded with a humble, sincere message for Oswald that said, Patton, you humbled me to the point where I can barely compose my words. You've caused me to take pause and reflect on how harmful words from my mouth could result in such an outpouring. Thank you for this, and I will pass this on to my cousin, who needs the help. Uh, so I think he must have been raising money for, for his, his cousin, cousin. Okay. but him himself had had some terrible, terrible wowzers um, times recently. So wow. yeah, big shout out, Pat and Oswald. Uh, so yeah, huge shout out. That was really, really nice to read. It was nice to see Twitter being used in a different way. It was good to massive. It was good to just see something good coming from social media because there's so much hate and stuff around social media and there's so much stigmatism around it where it's terrible, it's bad. But I think we said this this morning maybe where Twitter is is social media for the world and Facebook is social media for your friends and close family. Yeah, it's, so. I, th I, think, um, I think Joe Rogan put it quite nicely when he said um, Twitter is to have a conversation... Facebook's for conversations with people you know, and Twitter's for conversations with people you don't know. Yeah. Um, and because you've got that anonymity and you don't have to see this person again, and you don't have to meet them at work the next day, you can just be horrible to them yeah. because you never have and to- And your real name doesn't have to be on there. You never live so. up to the like real world consequences of being horrible on Twitter. And I think Twitter's really good for like businesses, blogs, podcasts, YouTubers, things like that, because it's a, it's a great place to advertise yeah. to the world. Yeah. Whereas Facebook, you're mainly advertising to your local area, yeah. your and friends you're, you're, and stuff. At so. a certain point, you're trapped within people you actually know. Yeah, so and you the, have to rely on word of like mouth network. more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas like you can hashtag something on Twitter, same as on Instagram, and it's going to reach a wider audience. So yeah. You're going to get yourself out there more. So for celebrities, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, awesome. Good job. We'll link it in the uh, show notes as well. So if you want to have a quick read. Yeah, it's a nice read. If you want to see the info on there, you can check out. If you go to manifestsimplicity.com forward slash podcast, um, all of the show notes from uh, past podcast episodes are up there. Um, so if you want any more info on anything you hear on the podcast, that's your place to go. Right. Your good news story. I'm interested in this one. Yes. I want to know how these tortoises uh, will retain sperm. Okay, so an adult female, Chel... One more time. Chelonoidis fantasticus. What? Imagine your name was Fantasticus. Has been discovered 113 years after the only living member of the species was found. What? So it was... It won hide and seek. Yes, it did. <laughs> the tortoise did be there. <laughs> the tortoise was bloody good at hide and seek. Um, 113 years ago was the last time one of these bad boys was seen. Um, so yes, a living member of a species of tortoise not seen since 1906 has been discovered in a remote part of the Galapagos island of Fernandina. Fernandina. Um, that's yeah. like one of those. That's like one of those words that's fantastic for like m movie announcers. Fernandina is Keanu Reeves in another movie <laughs> in theaters, March first. Um, so the Fernandina giant tortoise was found on Sunday, the seventeenth of February, in a patch of vegetation in the lower area of the island. Imagine coming across it and just being like, "Oh, hey, how are you? Okay. Where have you been all my life?" So this is the bit about sperm. Oh, um, the female tortoise is thought to be at least a hundred years old. That is crazy. That is mental. I mean, some people live that old, so it's not... Right, so investigators think there may be more members of the species on the island because there's tracks and there's um, tortoise poos knocking about. The <laughs> tortoise dung. Talk at, um, I believe, yeah, I don't think they called it a specific type of poo. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're doing genetic studies on it. 
Um, but obviously, if you're a female, you're needing a man to knock about with mm. in order to repopulate. Yeah, of course. If you're an, a nearly extinct animal. Um, <laughs> the guy, Stuart Pym, a professor of conservation ecology at Duke University, told The Guardian, there may be hope. They will need more than one, but females may store sperm for a long time. Oh, how are the females <laughs> storing the sperm? It's been there for 113 years. <laughs> the, uh, how long has it been? 113 years since the last one was seen. So if that tortoise has still got usable sperm knocking about, that is bloody impressive. Well done. Yeah, well done, well done tortoise. Well done for coming back from our great game of hide and seek. Um, and I hope you find a man. We'll so see that... you again in 100 years. Yeah, yeah. And we're playing again. All right, I'm counting. One, two. What, I put a tracker on his leg. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's, mo it's being moved into captivity in order to recover the species, oh. which is good. So they're not just going to release it and let it roam free again. Um, because now <laughs> You're that we're not getting away this time. <laughs> now that we've found one, it makes sense to try and rebreed them. But they will need to find a male to do so. So if you know any male. Um, Shelanoidus Fantasticus knocking about, let us know and we'll... Send. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure I've seen those knocking down by the shops. <laughs> In Manchester. <laughs> Good old Manchester. <laughs> we haven't, there aren't any. We haven't, we're lying. Is so. that a dog you've got, Craig? I have, yeah, I have a dog. You sure it's not a... Oh, a, a <laughs> tortoise. Sure it's not a giant Fernandina tortoise. <laughs> He's tiny and leggy, so no. That dog's crazy. Neither of the uh, tortoise elements. Okay, so if you want to know a little bit more about um, nearly extinct or extinct species, there is a great podcast on Joe Rogan that we just spoke about, where he interviews a guy called Forrest Galante. Oh, Forrest Galante. Imagine being a conservationist and your name being Forrest. It, it could only be better if it was Gump. <laughs> I love tortoises. I love the toy toys. Love that film. Mom always said life is like a game of hide and seek. <laughs> <laughs> you never know yeah. when I'm going to get found. <laughs> 113 years later. <laughs> okay. Uh, good. Good news all round. What, what is the Joe Rogan podcast called? It's called the Joe Rogan Experience. Ooh. And he's interviewed Forrest Galante. Mm, it's a nice. few few weeks old now, so if you want to scroll back through your feed and find it, it's really interesting. He talks about lots of they are good. The Joe Rogan podcast, but they are long. They are long. It's like a whole. It's, it's the not kind like of snippets. It's the whole. It thing. is the whole thing. So it's uh, you put it on and fall asleep to it. Basically, <laughs> not, that we're, not that we're hating Joe. We love yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. Um, the um, interesting thing is that it is literally they just hit record. He goes, right, we're rolling, and then they talk for three hours. Yeah. And at the end... Like, they get up and go to the toilet halfway yeah. through, have drinks and in stuff. The, in, at the end of almost every episode, you hear Joe go, right, that's it, we've done three hours. And almost every time, the guy he's interviewing goes, what? I thought, like, it feels like it's just been, like, we've just been chatting. And he's like, yeah, bro, that's how it goes. It always, it always goes much quicker, and they end up like, oh, wow, oh, we're four hours deep on this podcast. <laughs> Someone asked me also about our podcast and whether it's edited. And I said, wow, that is... Um, thank you so much for thinking that we edit this podcast. I know, yeah. <laughs> when in fact what we do is we hit record about six times, we mess up the intro, and then we just glide through the rest of it until we get to the end. We just talk nonsense. Correct. Words, spiel. They, See how I filled that gap? They just fall out of your face. Who okay. was it said that? I want, I want to. I can't remember something. Oh, right. This week's essay is called Strikes. Strike. You went bowling recently. How were you? 
I was good. So it was my friend's birthday, um, and we've been bowling quite a few times for Adam's birthday. One of the times was quite eventful, where someone got hit in the head with a bowling ball. <laughs> How is that possible? So my friend, Big Dan, uh, there's a little Dan and a Big Dan, and Big Dan is very military. He's very, very regimented, and he was... He plays airsoft, so he's not just a freak. Um, he's into his airsoft and things like that, uh, which is basically like paintballing, but with heavy guns with gas-powered ball bearings. Like, yeah, I know some people um, used to do it back home. I've done it. It's fun. Um, you get you get pretty, but it's, pretty it, yeah, it hurts. Hurt. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Dan, uh, it was coming towards the end of the game, and Dan and my other friend Leon were swinging the balls about down the lane like, as quick as they could while the barrier was half up. <laughs> um, and Leon swung back as Dan went down, cracked him in the head above the eye with this bowling ball. Dan, I am not kidding, dropped to the floor on his knees and went, I'm just self-assessing. Self-assessed <laughs> the shit out of the wound, which there wasn't much of. Uh, the security came over like just to check he was fine that someone that was first aid train came over Dan was like yeah no I've self-assessed I'm okay I'm going to go to the hospital just to be safe went and he was fine absolutely wow. fine like he was a bit swollen obviously bruised and a bit yeah. cut like he didn't have to have stitches or anything and it just mended that's uh, but the way that Dan just went self-assessing <laughs> like and robot noised himself into submission yeah um, running his, diagnostics on head wound <laughs> to his primal instincts it's yeah. just insane um, um, so yeah nothing that exciting happened this time but it was good it was good uh, there was eight of us so we split into two lanes four people and I came second overall so okay. it's quite pleased I wasn't even wearing bowling shoes you don't have to wear bowling shoes anymore you don't but the lad that came first did so oh, that was his only advantage now. and the fact he was quite smooth at throwing <laughs> the, the fact that he's good at bowling probably yeah. helped yeah. Um, I am awesome at temping bowling if you let me bowl with the barriers up for around 19 minutes, there's a 17% chance that I'll get at least two strikes. You know you are just reading the essay right yeah. now. That's the top. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not like off-the-cuff conversation. That's, <laughs> hold on, hold on, Craig. I'm awesome at temping, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm just reading the top of the essay. Um, so, strikes, I like this essay. Very, very, very good essay, if I do say so myself. It runs alongside the understanding that social media um, and its connected um, zones is basically a um, distilled and um, amped up version of reality. Um, it's basically everyone's perfect life. Correct. So this is about the, the contrast between <clears throat> ten-pin bowling and social media. Uh, it's called Strikes. And if you go to manifestsimplicity.com forward slash strikes, you'll be able to read this essay in its entirety. And it's on the featured front page. It is on the front page. So if you just go to the website, then you'll be able to find it. And it's right there. Mm. Now that this is out, that, that will be there. So you can read Hopefully it. Hopefully you've already read it. Yeah, so you should... Basically, the essay comes out on the Friday, right? Yeah. This podcast comes out on a Monday. Mm. So what you should do is over the weekend... Give the essay a quick read. Oh, excited to uh, understand this a bit more. And then listen to the podcast on, on the Monday. Wicked. I'm dropping the mic. Okay. Go on, Nick. Read Strikes. it. Read it. Social media is a bit like bowling. We share our strikes without hesitation, but we never post our complete failures, our missed spares, and that time we dropped the ball before we even got to the top of the lane. I have a pretty good record when it comes to temp in bowling. I have played four times in 2018 and 19, and I'm yet, currently, unbeaten. But 
I noticed something very interesting on a recent post-work bowling date. The parallels between bowling and social media are clear and easily explainable. Why is social media an unhealthy way of consuming the life updates of our peers and role models? Because we only ever post our strikes and never our gutter balls. We consume content on social media. We must always have in mind that the person posting this image or text or video wants me to view it in a certain way and then judge their life based on my perception of it. Everything we see online has been carefully curated, selected from a large pool of options, often leaving hundreds of rejective hopefuls languishing in the recently deleted folder. It is not the truth. It is not real. It is an attempt to mold our perception of the subject to a certain shape, thereby creating an alternate reality where perfect is the norm. We have all done it. We've all taken a photo and decided that we didn't like the lighting, or the way we smiled, or the way we are standing. But this filtering process needs to be at the forefront of our minds when we are consuming content. <clears throat> it's, also more it's almost more important for us to view images through the lens of skepticism than it is for us to, be prepare, to prepare photos before posting them ourselves. Be alert. Nothing is real. Got to sound like a... Like a conspiracy theorist. Red pill or the blue pill. <laughs> Be vigilant. No one is that happy. No one is that perfect. No one is that excited. No one is that privileged. No one is like that in real life. I throw balls in the gutter on a daily basis. Today, my son screamed all the way home from school because his legs were tired and it was raining, so he didn't want to walk. But I had already walked to pick him up. Damn, I messed up. Am I going to post it on social media? No, I am not. Last week, during my final race of the year, I walked up the section of the final hill and was overtaken by an older man. Having been shouted out before the race as one to watch by the race announcer, that was not fun. Did I rush to the internet to tell people I felt embarrassed? No, I did not. Often I'll pause a run to take a photo or a video to update my Instagram account and immediately rethink it when I see it back and my belly is poking over my shorts, my form looks weak, and I look more tired than an athlete who runs as much as I do should. Do I post a frame where my belly protrudes and look unfit? No, no I don't. I filter my posts to give my small audience a distilled version of the life I live. If we were totally honest on social media, we would post our many failures and the few wins in between. I know for a fact that my running focused Instagram would be mostly photos of me looking out of breath stopping to stretch out my hamstrings and walking in the latter stages of my longer runs. My stories would be of me disciplining my boys at home, me at work eating my budget, eating my lunchtime pot noodle with my headphones in, me struggling to stick to my budget at the end of the month when I need to buy petrol and my ex-wife throws another mystery bill at me, me having a text argument with my mother about visiting London and rearranging my priorities. Let's be honest, no one wants to see that. We want aspirational content, we want to be inspired. We want people to see us as more than we are. Our lives are not all strikes. Sometimes we have the barriers up. We use the kiddie rail, we take our time, and we still manage to miss all the pins. Let's be honest, I'm not as good a bowler as I want people to think I am. Boom. I like Sick. that. I like that. Because so, I, I, I like the idea that, I liked the first couple of lines where we spoke about people not always posting their failures. Mm. And I think I had a thought while you were reading it. And 
we're, we're very quick to post other people's failures. Correct. But not our own. Mm. So we're very quick to be like, ha, look at this silly person, film it, put it online, and be like, ha, look what they did. Yeah. And then people are into like, oh yeah, look at them, they're an idiot. But they're not actually looking at you for what you filmed. Mm. But then when you post that, amazing strike photo of yourself everyone's going to be like wow yeah that's really cool like look what they've done yeah um so we're very quick to put other people's gutter balls up but not our own yeah i think it's it's very interesting having i mean both of us are just back on instagram mm. i can feel myself getting back into a mode where i'm like rearranging um real life situations in order to make them more photographic <laughs> it's like how so I went on this hike with Luca when we had the day off together. Oh, yes, yeah. We went up uh, Rivington Pike, which is quite near where we are, and he whinged a bit on the way up. He's four. He, shouldn't, he doesn't want to walk up a mountain on his day off. Um, so we walked all the way to the top. I had him on my shoulders. It was super tough, but we got there. We got to the top, and immediately my brain went, where's the sun, where's the best view, and where can I make him stand so I can take a picture? Ah, okay. You didn't just take it in the moment there. You wanted to compose that shot. Yeah, I think it kind of... The fact that you're... That that we have this thing in the back of our mind, which is like, oh, this would look cool on the internet, um, kind of forces... It puts your brain into a different mode where you're always thinking, is this Instagrammable? Is this tweetable? And if so, how can I make it as good as possible so that when it gets there, it, it does its job? Um, what was interesting was that what was m what my favorite bit of the walk was not the bit where I made him stand in front of the cool pitch in front of the cool horizon to yeah. take a picture. My favorite bit was on the way down where we were holding hands and walking on these rocks and I wasn't thinking about posting it on the internet. Yeah, of course. The, the, yeah, because you're not going to stop halfway through and be like, hold on, Luca got to do this but i did on the when we were up there yeah but not on the way down when yeah. the best bit was so the 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 thing about the the strikes really hit me when we were walking on the way down and i m missed my footing on a kind of like rough bit of rock and we both slipped and fell into like a slightly muddy patch of grass right at that point if i'd have taken a picture it would have been the real version of what we were doing yeah but what you see on the internet is the like edited distilled oh he must be having a great day up Correct. there yeah. it's what a fun time he's had what they didn't see Luca. what they didn't see was him him whinging at me on the way up about how his legs were tired me getting super sweaty having to carry him on my on my shoulders up the mountain us slipping over me running out of petrol on the way home and having to stop like they don't see the kind of the re when we post things online we don't allow people into our lives in such a way that they know the context yes so all you ever see online is of 10 pictures you see the one that tells the story the best mm. and what that does is it means that when you're when you're viewing these things you're thinking oh my god this person's life is always 10 out of 10 wonderful this person's always going to nice places to eat this person always has the nicest clothes on. This person's car is always beautifully clean and really expensive. This this person's life is their their what they're posting is ten out of ten all the time. Mm -hmm. That must be what their life is like all the time. Yeah, I want that life. Correct. And Goes that, through your head. Which I which I think is really interesting because it's not the reality. Mm. I imagine that people who post 
that kind of stuff online all these like travel bloggers and people who are like really kind of creative with their content creation and their the things they post on instagram particularly i imagine that there are times and i and i hope this is the truth where they wake up they don't want to get out of bed they wake up next to ne next to last night's takeaway they've not done their washing they've got dishes in their sink and they've not got enough milk to have a bowl of cereal i hope that is the truth because if it's not, their life is literally perfect and we should have, we should be, we should be all aspiring to that. But in reality, if that is the case, I'm, I feel so good about it because that person is normal. Yeah, that person is just the same as you. Yeah. And I think as a society and as a culture, uh, certainly definitely as a culture actually, we are forming habits where that is the normal. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe 10, 15 years ago, you'd have climbed to the top of that. You wouldn't have had the smartphone in your pocket to take the good picture. You'd have literally just been in the moment and enjoyed it. Yeah. But now you're trained into, oh my God, I need to take a good picture. And I think even if you weren't on Instagram, your mind would have gone, this is a really good picture of Luca there. Yeah. Stand there, let me snap it. I'll edit it and post it. Like, yeah. So I think... As far as, as far as like routines and habits go, I think we are, as a, as a culture, getting into that in the Western culture. Like, it's just so easily accessible. The camera is in your pocket. Yeah. To take that picture is nothing. Yeah. To remember that moment is nothing also. Yeah. So you don't need to reach for that camera. So you've remembered going up. You've remembered coming down. Yeah. I'd be worried if you didn't because yeah, it was yeah. only the other week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's... Yeah, I, it's just I, scary to I think was, that that's where we're going in the future. Yeah, the, the the memories aren't in the photo. The photo just serves as a reminder. I still I'll still remember what it smelled like and what it felt like and what it looked like to be to to be in that situation. Um, but the the picture is a is just a reminder of it. It's not what we went for. We went because it was going to be cool. I remember um, it being asked in high school. I specifically remember it. We were doing a, a class. I can't remember what it was, and it was if you could only take a few things to the moon and the, the world, the population was moving, what would it be? Mm. And a load of people said photographs and I didn't. And I remember the teacher saying, why would you not take any photographs of your family or friends or anything? And I said, no, because the memories are always up here. Correct. And I can store those more in my mind yeah. than I can carry them as something else. And I'd rather take something else and have the memories in my mind. Yeah, the things that matter can't be placed on a shelf. No. Or hung on a wall. No. They're reminders, but they're not the true thing. Correct. Um... The other interesting thing about um, about the living in the moment you know, is what you're talking about. Um, I heard something recently that was an explanation of why people will video a concert. You know when you go to a gig? Yeah, like our, uh, our friend uh, Big D was yeah. there recently and he said that he loved the concert. Post Malone played Manchester. Nice. He went. Loved, he's a big Post Malone fan, loved it, but he said the crowd was really dry because most of them just had their phones out videoing it. Yeah. And that stuck in my mind because I was just like, well, I've tried actively to do that less and I've enjoyed the concert more because I'm more in, I remember it more for that. Yeah. And I'm not working out, oh, I've got to get my phone over this person's shoulder and all yeah, oh, that yeah, guy's yeah. head's in the way. And yeah, yeah. I just enjoy what's it like being yeah. played in front of me. I'm not paying to record this artist, I'm paying to watch this artist play. Yeah. I, I think so. I think the 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 really interesting um, description of it was that what you're taking what you're doing when you're taking that video is you're not taking that video to remember the concert. 
there's going to be thousands of people who have taken a better video of the concert than the you have. The ones at the front. <laughs> or the people filming it for the DVD or for YouTube mm -hmm. who are doing it as a job. Those people are going to film the concert in a much better way than your video. You are never going to watch that video again. Nope. You are never going to show anyone that video. And you'll be like, oh, check out this gig. And oh, yeah, the sound's a bit rubbish because I've recorded it on my phone. Of course it is. You recorded it on your phone. Um, what you're actually doing when you're recording that is you're thinking about what it's going to say to everyone else. Mm. When you're recording it, you're thinking, even if this is not a conscious understanding of the situation, what you're doing is you're recording something that will make other people feel jealous. You're, you're, what you're saying is, look where I am, look where you're not, look what I'm experiencing, look what you're not experiencing, here it is online, ha ha ha, I went and you didn't. Yeah, so for like those friends that couldn't get a ticket, all you're doing is making them feel bad. Or even, even just the rest of the world, or people who, people who, are, who Post Malone's not coming to their city, or he's not coming for another six months. I was there in Manchester when this happened, check it out on my scratchy video that no one's going to want to watch <laughs> yeah. what you're do what you're doing is by by filming it instead of living it is you're saying to other people um value me based on the experiences i'm having not me enjoying doing the thing that i've well i've saved up taken time out to go to organized um I've, I've, I've invested in this moment. Oh, the car broke down on the way Correct. here. We had to get a taxi. Yeah, I yeah, couldn't yeah, yeah. wait for that. It was raining. Correct. But look at where I am. I've, I, I've gone through all of this process. And the only reason I've gone through this process is I can, so that I can show other people how much better my life is than theirs. Which is insane. Um, I am of the mind that you should take a picture or a video mm. while you're there. I will try very hard not to post it on the internet because mm -hmm. I, I don't want to do that. Well, yeah. But I, if I'm scrolling through my pictures or if, I'm, if I want to show someone or I want to remind myself of the concert, I'll be like, oh, what was that? And I'll go and I'll find the picture and then it will trigger all of those memories in me. And I'll be like, oh, my day. You, this isn't a picture. This is just a picture of the show, but I've now remembered what the show was like. Let me tell you. If all of that stuff's on Instagram already, we don't need to even have a conversation about it because you've already seen it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that the last gig I went to was the Stick to Your Guns gig in December, uh -huh. early December, I want to say. And I specifically, like, I recorded two videos, three videos of maybe the three songs that I absolutely love that they played from their original album. Yeah. And I've watched them back since just to remind myself of what the what the concert was like. And yeah. now up here in my mind, I remember specifically what it was like and how yeah. much fun I had and how much I enjoyed it and the feelings I got. Yeah, but those videos just sort of take me back exactly yeah. like what yours do for you. Like they just take me back so that my mind goes, "Oh yeah, that's what it was like to be yeah, there." Because yeah, yeah. I don't think about that gig every day. Yeah. But seeing those videos, those three videos of those three songs that I like, uh -huh. loved it. Yeah, absolutely loved it. I think it's 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 an important balance because obviously it's it's we all want to document our lives all the time because. Um, we don't. We have this kind of weird FOMO where we don't want to miss out on anything. If there's an opportunity for me to record this moment and either someone else is going to be jealous of it or I'm going to get something out of it, 
even if what I get out of it is someone else being jealous of it, <laughs> yeah. I will do it because I've got the option to. I've got my phone in my pocket. I'm, I'm, I'm at this cool event that you lot aren't at. So let me show you how cool the event was that you lot missed out on and value me based on the fact that I was there and you weren't. Mm -hmm. it's, it's dangerous, but also I completely understand you wanting to, yes, document the gig you went to and... Oh, Jenna didn't go or oh, Jenna that song you really like I've recorded for you yes. or I've taken a picture to show you how cool the room was or this moment at the gig I managed to capture a bit of let me show you so we can we can talk about it if the reason you're doing those things is for validation from others don't do them no <laughs> because all you're doing is is a hurting others and b hurting yourself in yeah. return. I don't think it's I don't think it's healthy, and it's definitely something we need to kind of keep a lid. Yeah, on. I think as as a again as as a society, we need to change the way that we do that. Like, so I was in the break room at work today, and there was a fair few people at work that were speaking about the Post Malone gig, mm. and they were all saying the same thing. Oh, I saw your story. I saw you were there. I didn't see you, but I saw the story on Instagram. I yeah. saw the story on Facebook. I saw this. Yeah. I saw that. Oh, and he was there as well because I saw him and yeah. his girlfriend was there because I saw what she posted online. And oh my god, I didn't know we were all going. Great, but all you. Why all... didn't you all have a conversation and say we're all yeah. going to the gig together? Yeah, <sighs> and these people like work like close proximity with each other. They all would have known. Are you going to Post Malone? Going. Yeah, cool. I'm going to Post Malone as well. Would you like to share the experience so we don't all have to film it and post it on Instagram? Exactly. Think about that next time, people. Um, Think about that. Strikes is available online right now. So if you are listening to this podcast, it means it's been up for like three days, and you should go and have a quick read. However, I've just read it out. You've literally, yeah, that so was a long one. If you want an audiobook version, but I go think back a bit. I'd encourage people with this one to discuss it with friends and family because it is an interesting one. It does start many a discussion. Yeah. Because there's so far you can talk about this. Like, you can talk about what you post and you can actually self reflect and look back on what you do. And yeah. it is a habit change. It is changing the way that you, you are at gigs and events and just in your general life. Like there's yeah. no, if you're if you're going to the shops and you're wearing your flash shoes, there's no reason for you to post your flash shoes on the internet. Yeah. No one no one gets anything out of that. That's positive. If you're if you want to send the person who who you bought them with a picture to say wearing my shoes, thinking about you, great. Post it online, and all you're going to do is make other people feel shit about themselves. Yep. Um. So I feel like there's a there's a there's a good side to social media, which is great. People like Pat and You can connect, can, yeah. Can, you can do great things online. Human and connection. It's a platform there built for human connection, but it has kind of morphed into this only strikes world where all the things you see on there are all beautiful and wonderful. And I would like to see a little more realism on the internet. However, there is, is, there, is there someone's social media account you follow that does post realis realisms? Charlie Dark's very good. Um, he or he, his stuff's not doctored. It's him living his normal real life, which is great. Um, I really like uh, The Rock. The Rock. The Rock and Kevin Hart post some funny stuff. Yeah. Like yes, they are pranking and joking with each other, but I like to see that it's their it's their daily life. Yeah. Like The Rock will post even when he's failed, and he will also post when he's having a laugh. He will also post when he's on a high. He will yeah. post when he's down. Like mm. I like that. I like I like seeing people who yes are honest online, but I think there is a there is a line between honesty and 
overdoing your failure in order to get sympathy. Yeah. So there is a there's a weird kind of middle ground that needs to be filled. You don't want to you don't want to lay it on so that you're so much like Oh look at me! Oh, I'm down again. Oh, this has happened again. Oh, yeah, what a yeah. crap time! Like, yeah. If, if, like if people that, would just get bored of if that's your situation, I think if that's your situation and things aren't going great, there's much better things you could be doing for your health than posting that shit on the internet. Yeah. You could be talking with someone who cares about you. You could be doing practical things to solve your problems instead of posting on the internet to try and get sympathy. Interesting. Don't post on the internet to try and get people to be jealous of you, and don't post on the internet equally to try and get sympathy. If those things are happening and you want people to be jealous of you or you really need sympathy for your situation, there is a more practical step you could be taking than posting it on the internet. I think sharing your thoughts with people is a good one. Yeah. I've had this thought, let me post this picture and post underneath it. Correct. This I think, picture sums up my thought. I it? think we are, we are both um, trying very hard to be a, a super intentional about what we're posting online. Um, you're just back on the gram. On the gram. Um, Habits by Craig and I'm Life by MW. Um, if you want to check out the Instagram for the page and for this podcast, it's manifest.simplicity. But if you just search manifest simplicity, I'm pretty sure all three of those accounts will come up, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. It's on mine. I know it's on yours. And yeah. obviously, there's the main one. And then we are also on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we mostly advertise our and retweet on Twitter, don't we? We yeah. just advertise new episodes, things like that. So yeah. There's just a, want to reach a wider audience. I like going through Twitter and um, liking and retweeting like cool, quotey things from other people who are into minimalism. James Clear's one. James like, Clear's retweets a lot. Matt, Matt Diavella. Like him on there as well. Minimalists with their uh, little maxims. They're pretty good. Yeah. Daily Zen is another good one. That's a great mind cafe. Mind cafe. That's a Manchester thing, I guess. Yes. Correct. Cool. Lots of shout outs there. Yeah, big Wonderful. ones. Wonderful. Right, should we get on with Ask Radio? Yeah, Reddit? it's everyone's favourite time of the show. <laughs> Is that Radio Fun FM? Radio Fun FM. You said you wanted to add it as a thing, so. Uh, as a, yeah, so um, my friend Bruce, who came up with the Radio FM. Radio, shout out, Bruce. Radio Fun FM voice. Bruce, Bruce. Um, who is now a famous music producer <laughs> and has worked with Nile Rogers and, wow. the, uh, and the Jacksons. Um, and they just making other people jealous, mate. Yeah, so. I'm, but it, I'm proud of my friend and how hard he's worked. Um, he invented that ridiculous radio fun of him. Um, and he used to do it all the time while we were at university or on the way to gigs or whatever. We played in the same band together. It's, it's a funny little thing. Hmm. So, he played keyboard for Sid Batham, and I played guitar. Ask Reddit. Ask Reddit. Here is the Ask Reddit section of the podcast. Here is the Ask Reddit section of the pod, 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 Ask Reddit. Okay. So, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? What is the worst case of oversharing you've seen on social media? So now this is what we're talking about. Yes. So I found this on Ask Reddit. Just shit myself. <laughs> Here's a picture. So these are my two favorite answers. <laughs> right, uh, read them out. Because these out. are kind of like posting. This is linked back to what I was saying about posting other people's failures. Yeah. Inadvertently, though. Um, so a Facebook friend of mine posted that she was worried because her 15-year-old son's right hand had begun turning a strange brown and orange color. What? There were pictures. She'd made doctor's appointments. She then explained it was because he was using his sister's tanning lotion. Only she didn't seem to realise the only reason his right hand was uh, had the tan on it 
was and not the rest of his body. So she let all of the face she let all of her Facebook know that her son jacked off using tanning lotion. Oh so she my god. Basically I'm not oh my godding at this mother. I'm oh my godding at the guy who used tanning lotion <laughs> as a lubricant. Are you mental? <laughs> but can you imagine the rest of the Facebook like friend collective you have realizing what's going on and you just be like, oh uh, yeah. So. I feel like this all sh- this story also should have been posted on our old people Facebook. Because <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> That's a proper old person thing to do. <laughs> the second one I found was my it's American, so it's my mom wrote a very long, very detailed blog post about my sister's miscarriage before the most extended uh, before most of the extended family even knew she was pregnant. Oh my god. Definitely strained their relationship. When my sister got pregnant again about a year later, my mom was the last to know. We now have a family rule that my mom can't blog about anyone else without permission. She sus. <laughs> that is awful. That's Imagine being like, ridiculous. oh hey uh, my cousin's just, oh, God, wow, she's had a miscarriage. That's That's insane. overshare of Bro, the century. That's too much. What's the, what's the most ridiculous thing you've ever posted on social media? Uh, I, I honestly can't think, because I've been off Facebook for the last four years. I don't use Twitter personally, and Instagram's just pictures of stuff that I like, so... You have got an, like you, you've got an Instagram account of your dog, right? Yeah. That's normal. Well, he has his own Instagram handled by the one and only Jen. Okay. So it's just pictures of the dog to share with the. He's has more followers than me and How Jen. Ridiculous. It's is that? ridiculous. But people love cute dogs. Come on, he's amazing. Yeah. Otis this- the pupper. Otis T H E E pupper P U P P E R on Instagram for anyone that wants to know. Um, okay. Throw him a follow. I didn't ask you to do a shout out for your dog. Well, I did one earlier because he's incredible. <laughs> you don't care. No. I don't care. I'm doing a shout out for my dog, my dog and you can't stop me. Um, cool. If you could play only one game for the rest of your life, what would you pick? One game? Um, oh, I am, I, for anyone that didn't know this, I do quite like video games. I grew up with them a lot. My mum, my granddad, my dad. We all played. Um, wow. And I am a big fan of Abe's Odyssey. That, oh, yeah. The one where he's like, follow me. And he like, he's got like weird noises. head and stuff and, and like yes. big eyes. He's got like the little top knot, the original top knot, the OG top knot. Sick. Um, he, it's a fun little side-scrolling game where you have to combat puzzles and rescue little guys called Mudokens. And depending on when you get to the end of the game, if you've saved enough Mudokens, like enough of a percent, the the shaman at the end will save you before you get dropped into the grinder at the end. If you've not saved enough, all the Minokans will be like, no, sod him, he left loads of our guys to die and you'll just die at the end of the game, that's it. Spoilers. How long has this game been out? Uh, many. I'm 27, so this game's been out at least 20, if not more years. Okay, so you're not spoiling anything no. that people don't already know. Yeah. Oh, by the, way, by the way, at the end of that game... You all die. <laughs> but it was remade for PS4 under Abe New and Tasty. So if anyone that wants to play that, hit it up. It's quite cheap. Uh, I would probably play that or Crash Team Racing. I love Crash Team Racing. It's such a family do game. Do you know it's been remade? I did, you did tell me that. that June this remade. year, yeah. June That's this be year. sick. I've already pre-ordered it. Wow. Like, I, think, I feel like my brothers have both pre-ordered it. I think, yeah, I thought about it because I was like, I really want Anthem this month, but then Frugal February and I was like, oh, it might just be another game. I did a lot of research. I used to just buy new games. Yeah. Not frivolously, but if it was one I wanted, I would. Just grab it. But now I'm just like... 
No, I don't think I will. Uh, and I look a lot more into it, but Crash Team Racing, yeah. Jenna loves it, her mum loves it. Yeah. I grew up with easy, it. I feel like it's an easy, like, chuck it in and everyone be in the same room playing the game kind of game. Yeah. Because it's like... You I can guess get friends it's like, like let's play Crash it's like, Team. It's like Mario Kart, isn't it? It's a very, Tons, yeah. very similar yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Great, so my favourite my favorite answers for this question on Ask Reddit were Russian Roulette. Oh. <laughs> if you can only oh. play one game for the rest of your life... Your life might not last very long. There we go. But if that's it, and you're playing Russian Roulette... That's a very... Uh, yeah. Drew. It's, it's meta. Yeah, it's that's a very Drew, Drew game to yeah, play that. Drew Dini. Drew Dini. The great yeah. Drew Dini. Yeah. Drewcifer. Miserable Drew. What other nicknames does he have? Uh, Drew Kelly. Um, Drew... Other thing. Clayton! 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 Jesus Christ, Clayton! Yeah. Uh, I will link the reference to that video because it is one of the, fun, the funniest videos that's I've one of the time. That's one of the oldest meme videos of all time, right? Yeah. The Fenton video. Fenton! What part Fenton. is... Is that in the UK? Jesus Christ, Clayton. It's in the UK, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The guy's Sick. very British. Sick. Um, yeah, so Russian Roulette was one of the funny answers. Dungeons & Dragons is another answer. You're a Dungeons & Dragons fan. I've never played it. It's a bit mental. It's a bit like... I thought it was going to be really nerdy. Is it like, like World of Warcraft... No. Except, oh. so it's so the way the way it was positioned to me was you have there's there's books for it because this game's old, so there's books for it and you have different races, different classes. So my character is a dwarf paladin, so he uh, he's obviously a dwarf. Everyone knows what of course dwarf he is. is, and a paladin is like a righteous warrior, like religious warrior. Um, okay, they're like warriors of virtue. They're like really strong warriors that obey by one god's rules are mine. Like morals. Like they're morals. Strong they're morals. Very, they're normally very good, Spiritually guided. Yeah, so, and I just picked it because I was like, paladins are cool, dwarves are mint, like, let's combine that. Yeah. Um, and what my friend Adam does is he builds the story. Yeah. So he says, the first time we ever played, Adam was like, cool, so all your characters have just arrived, you're in a town, it's called Ostford you've all um, arrived separately into the town. You've, you, there's a tavern in the town. He described very visually what was going on. So does someone have to, does someone have to do all of that planning before yes. you meet every time? Yeah. And uh, then you play it out and you make decisions based on what happens. He's, yeah. you're, so you're, he can, you'll he be can, like, it's, there's a fork in the road and it'll be like, so Craig, your character, want, would you like to go left or right? And you'll pick left and he goes, uh-oh, you've gone down this no, road no, so and now you've been that. attacked by a scary forest. It's not forest. at all, no. It's okay. close, but... I because mean, that is Dora the Explorer. Basically Dora <laughs> the Explorer. Or terminal text-based game. Yes. But he doesn't determine what we do. We say what we do. Right. So, so Adam described, you're in the town... And he literally just said, what do you want to do? So he already had a story in mind. He didn't determine, right, well, Craig's character will do this, Levi's will do that, Don's will do that, Dan's will do this. Yeah. Like, he literally said, you guys are in this town, do what you will. Wow. And then, so we all met up in the town, we made conversation with our characters, had to meet each other. Although we might know things around the table, hearing each other speak, Oh, we had to pretend what our characters would know. Right. So I couldn't go to Dan. Oh, well, I heard you say to him before, because my character might have been on the other side of town doing something. Right. So I can't go, oh, well, I know that Dan and Levi have planned this thing or have found this book on something. So it takes a little bit of acting as well. 
It's yeah, it's role playing, but we we just use our own voices. We're not. Do you not do a voice? It, do like... a voice. No. Do a voice. No. If I ever play, I'm gonna do a voice. Well, so my friend Luke plays, and he's he's a bit of an actor anyway, but he he loves doing a voice for his character, and apparently playing with him is really fun because he gets really into it. I, if I did it, I would do the British military commander voice from um, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Go on. The enemy UAV is online. You do that crazy well. It's the so enemy good. UAV is online. I, I tried doing a voice for Girth once, and my character's called Girth Albert. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I feel I should shut that. Why? <laughs> Why not? Of all the names, you could have picked Girth Helmet. <laughs> I just... I, I found it funny. So uh, so we did that, and my character was this... Uh, one of the managers in stores, a really deep voice, and he... Well, his name is B... And I like to talk a lot like him, so Girth was gonna be him, but it became too much to keep the voice up. <sighs> so, but yeah, no. So did you pretend you pretend you had a, like a larynoctopy or whatever? <laughs> yeah, you had your <laughs> larynx removed, and so, now you talk normally again. So yeah, Adam will come up with this story. He has this idea of what's going on, and without boring everyone with it, it, our character is on that. We started in the hometown. We've still not completed that quest because there are so many little side things we're coming to. So we've left the main town. Flaming heck! We've come to this other larger, busier town, and it's all dice rolls as well. So you might be in combat, and it be like, right, I'll hit him, and and you have to roll. And if you roll high enough to beat their armor and things like that, so you roll a, a twenty-sided dice. And if you roll high enough... Do you know what a 20-sided shape is called? No, but I'm guessing you do. No. Oh, no. My mum's a math teacher. Do you know what a 10-sided dice is called? Go on. Dodecahedron? Dodecahedron. Oh, I knew that. But so I didn't know what 20. A, would it be a... A bododecahedron? No, it would be like a... Like a... Bidecahedron? Possibly. Two 20s? Two 10s? Could be. Look it up right now. Should we hate? No, no. Let's let's Google it. Uh, Twenty sided. So we're looking for what the mayor of this town or may or may not have done. Uh, but we made it to this major city. Now there's all this battle going on. So we're in the middle of all of that. So yeah, no, it's it's a bit of fun. It's a bit cheesy from time to time. I enjoy it. It's, it it brings the main reason I'm doing it is to bring my friends together. Sick and have fun. It's called an icosahedron. 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 Is that what it looks like? Yeah, yeah, that's basically it, yeah. Yeah, it's called an icosahedron. Um, that's quite sick. Oh, I thought I had one in my bag, but I don't. Kind of jealous. Um, okay. But yeah, so, so it's all dice rolls, so it's all fate, so you could have something in mind that you want to do, and if you don't roll high enough for it... You then, can't do it. But Adam may have... Pla so we might be in a room that's got a hidden passage, and if our character... If we go, I want to investigate this room and look for hidden passages, if our characters all roll low enough, We'll never find that passage, so we're never gonna. We're not just gonna keep rolling until we get high enough. We're just gonna go. All right, okay, cool, and carry on. Because Adam and his stories built that, but we don't know that. So it's it, there's loads. So of if you were gonna play one game for the rest of your life, would you play Dungeons and Dragons? No. Because no. <laughs> it's fun. we've spent ten minutes talking about Dungeons and Dragons, and it's not even the answer. It's you now picked. a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Dungeons and Dragons cast. Spoilers cast. Alert. Dungeon cast. Um, and my favourite answer from this question on Ask Reddit no, was... No, don't. I know you're going to do it. I've read the... If you I've could only play time. one game for the rest of your life, what would you pick? Not the game. The game. And me just saying that, you just thought about the game, and now you've lost. I've lost the game. I need to tell someone else I've lost. I'm going to have to text my friend. Hold on. Okay, you lost the game. He'll hate me forever, because... Okay, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll wrap up the podcast, and you do that. Okay. So, remember... 
that if you're what you're seeing online is not the whole truth. If you want to play Dungeons and Dragons, don't play with Craig because he does a silly voice. And if you see a giant tortoise, check if it's a male, and if it is, send it to the Galapagos Islands. Uh, right. It's time for us to get back to the real world, but we'll see you next time on Manifest Simplicity. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave us a five-star review. That please. way more people will get to hear the show. If you want to read more things we've written, check out the blog at manifestsimplicity.com. And if you want to keep up with our daily lives, you can find us on social media by searching Manifest Simplicity. Now, monthly challenges are Ooh, in your inbox. Yes. We will be posting monthly challenges to the participants of said monthly challenge if they sign up to our newsletter on the website. That is where you'll get all the information for. We are currently in the midst of March memories. So if you want info on March memories, go to our website, put your email address into the little uh, newsletter sign up box, click sign up, and we will send you all the information for March memories. And you can find out why we are posting so many photos on Instagram. Correct. And remember, when your life is simple, you allow space for your brain to work, for your heart to explore, and for your mind to be creative. Simple isn't always easy, but it's always more fulfilling. We'll see you next time. Peace.